Welcome to Your Family and Your Retirement with Abe Ashton. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Well, what can you do for your country right now? (laughs) Well, we can thank our troops, of course, and not even just nonchalantly, but of course, we're always grateful for our troops and the service they render. But I think that it is a good question to ask ourselves, especially right now, how do we be good citizens? How do we be Uh good Americans in 2020 when it's such a weird, long, crazy year? There's plenty of us... Okay, I'm going to tell you a story, Kristen. All right, please I'm, I'm, I'm going to start out. Okay. So we were up at our home in the mountains, and I stopped by the gas station to fill up on the way home, and the card reader was not working out of the pump, which hmm. is, you know, huge first world problems. Oh my gosh, so I, 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 have to, I have to walk in all, all the way, you know, way it's got to be about 50 yards oh, from that pump. Exa- are you okay? Oh, well, I walked in. <laughs> And I was I was just grouchy, you know, because 50 yards, you know, 50 yards and technology, surely. I mean, tap to pay wireless connection should work for sure. Anyway, so I walk in and start paying for my gas and I'm not wearing a mask, the sentence, mask. right. I'm not wearing a mask. And there's no current law in the county or in the city for mandatory mask wearing. But there was a sign on the door that said they recommend wearing a mask. And went up to the cashier, gave my card so I could pay for the gas, and I turned around to walk out. And then there's the lady. The mask shaming began. The the mask police. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's a lady in the store, and she points at me and another guy in there who's actually shopping for something and says, these two aren't wearing masks. And she's yelling at the the poor kid behind the register. You know, he's the one I feel bad for. What's he going to do about it? It's like, why did you let them buy? You know, and she's really, really upset that I'm not wearing a mask. And, And my first response was, you know, I'm just running in, running out, and mm-hmm. um, no harm, no foul. Just ignore her and, mm-hmm. and move on and, and don't draw any attention. And so I just kind of walk out, and the, she kind of starts arguing with the other guy inside, and I'm just like, I'm... Best to not engage. Yeah. I don't have the time or and the, the emotional energy. energy for this right now. You know, when, when I already had that mask show that we did a few weeks ago, and oh I've got to be careful there. I know yes. it's, it's, it's the show that must not be named. <laughs> anyway, so I start walking back out to the car. She chases me out to my car, stands about 20 feet in front of my car, and begins to take pictures of me and my car so what? she can report me to law enforcement for not wearing my mask inside the store. Oh my right. gosh. Now, we have listeners that that fall on both sides of yes, this. Yes, absolutely. And and, 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 I, and I want to be and I want to be sensitive to that fact. And in here in southern Utah, we have probably far more listeners who are more of the that's ridiculous mm-hmm. camp than yeah, Abe, you should have remembered to wear your mask when you went in. Okay. So, either way, I respect both sides of that argument. Which is why you were quietly going, gosh, I forgot. Let me just get in and out of here quickly. But now the paparazzi's on me. All right. So now she's now she's <laughs> now she's taking pictures and she's taking pictures and now I'm grouchy. You know, I was already grouchy. I had to walk the fifty yards. Exactly. Kristen. That was exhausting. I was already upset. So now I'm grouchy and I'm looking at her and I'm just thinking of some way to peel this lady to pieces. Mm. You know, and it was gonna be an argument about something in my head about, you know, if you'd lose about thirty pounds, your chances of getting anything really deadly from the virus you know, something terrible <laughs> that that I was thinking that I did not say out loud, but I did think and I and, and you know, I'll talk to my bishop about it because I had some evil thoughts right well, there. Well, there you go. But anyway, so I, I was I was not being kind in my mind I didn't say anything but as I got back in my car and ignored her completely and there was no hand gestures Good. or finger gestures I just got in my car and politely drove away all right and recognized her right to be very upset at me this was my point I didn't like what it turned me into right 
Like, I didn't even like what I was thinking. I didn't even like that I was so angry that I was being called out. And, and I could just said, I'm sorry, I ran in and I was inconsiderate of me and move on. Mm-hmm. But I, my mind didn't go there. My mind went to this woman, rah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. the things going on in my mind. And, and, and I actually could empathize more with the gentleman that she was arguing with on the inside before she decided to come and, and give me a, fo- you know, basically a whole little photo shoot there. Um, <laughs> but maybe that's all we can do right now as good citizens. You know, be patient with one another. Yeah. Maybe that's all is respect that we're all on edge. Because of how crazy the world has been that, you know, the, me walking 50 yards from the pump is the least of anybody's problems, of course. And, and her with the mask issue and me choosing to be patient and back away and not engage and just all of us. Everybody giving, needs to give some grace and yeah, give, give less a pass. Yes. Yeah, give a pass. And, and again, I was more disappointed in I'm glad I didn't engage with her, but on a different day I may have. Yeah. And I am... I'm quick, you know, when I'm quick witted. And if I, if I decided to let loose and try to hurt somebody's feelings or try to tear into them, I normally would win that argument. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not proud to say, but she doesn't deserve it. No. You know what I mean? And, and I'll never see her again and she'll never see me again, but it's just a sign of this year. So I guess that's my advice. My ask what you can do for your country. Mm-hmm. Maybe what we can do for our country is just be a little more compassionate, give a little grace, like you said, be a little more empathetic. Yeah, less grief. Sorry, there's my soapbox. I can get down and no, I think it's an important soapbox because we have two totally different views on this. Neither one of them in a mean way, but we've talked before on the show about how I'm in Charleston, South Carolina, helping my folks out. Abe, their surgery is a week away. And interesting news is that they want me to stay in the hospital with my mother in the state of South Carolina, where numbers have been higher than Utah. Normally, you can't even visit someone in the hospital. That's a blessing that you get to stay with them. It is a blessing. But because of that, my parents already needed to quarantine for a week before surgery and use all the special soaps and all that kind of stuff. I have to as well. And I take the mask wearing pretty seriously because it could affect them. I know there's so many arguments about science and whether it works or not. But where I'm sitting right now, with it affecting my life, I'd rather take the extra step just in case. And I would, too, if I was in your situation. But I'm not that lady. Let me be very clear. I'm not that lady. If you looked inside the stories you're walking, if you see half a dozen people not wearing masks, you're saying, hey, I'm going to wait. I may choose to not go in until they're all out because I don't see you engaging with people, no. but I do see you making a decision for for your own health and yeah. mainly for your parents that you might Absolutely. say, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out for a second until it clears out." But again, I, I can't never, say that I would do anything differently. No, you know I've just had some scary moments here lately with family, and so that's why it hits home a little bit more. But again, it's nothing that we all need to argue about or chase somebody out like your Harvey. What's his name on TMZ with a camera? My gosh, lady, get yeah, a life. I, was, I, was, I just wanted to be the dispatch responding to the call <laughs> that she was making, you know, because, you know, for the poor dispatch people oh, from the police de- department, they're probably getting 911 calls. Yes. This is a critical emergency. And it's not. How, how would you like to be that person? I've got pictures. <laughs> I've got evidence. I need your best detective on the job. Let's talk about something you said early on in your story. You had to, thanks to technology not working, go all the way in the store to pay for your gasoline that you pump yourself at the pump because the chip reader was not working. I mean, technology has come so far. Think about all the things you can do with your smartphone. I mean, you can even pay for gas using Apple Pay and other apps sometimes. 
It's funny to remember the old days when you wouldn't just use that smartphone to take a picture of Abe Ashton at the gas station. You would use the old telephone. For instance, Bell actually had to explain to us how to use a rotary dial telephone back in the 50s. Before calling any number, first secure the number from your new directory. Then remove the receiver and listen for the dial tone. It sounds like this. That tone indicates everything is ready for your call. Dial the desired number. This is the ringing signal. If the line is busy, you'll hear this busy signal. That's a noise that kids today have never heard in their entire life. We've gone from that to a lady chasing you down to your car and taking a video to send to the police. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, here's the funny thing. I think I saw, it, it may have been on Ellen. I'm not sure. And I don't know if I can say Ellen's name on I our show right now. I don't know if she's because uncanceled she, or not. I don't know. No, yeah. She's, she's, she's definitely been canceled for the time being. <laughs> she was on pause, but, if nothing else. It, 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 it's, it's rough. She's just waiting for a news cycle to go exactly. through and she'll be back. No, no problem at all. <laughs> but anyway, I think on her show, they showed a 16-year-old a rotary phone and, and made them um, try to dial a phone oh, number using Yes. Did you see that? Yeah. And they just didn't know what to do, didn't know how, how to use it. We've talked before about those old phones that had the cords. Mm-hmm. The old you know, phones that had the cords. Those old phones with the cords were the best thing for whipping your kids in history. I think I still have coil marks on my butt somewhere mm-hmm. oh, that's from right. when my mom would use that, you know, the 30-foot cord from the kitchen that she could walk around the entire house with mm-hmm. and stretch it so long. Anyway, I got hit with that cord. The <laughs> technology has changed quite a bit. How's it changed in your profession and helping people, you know, on the financial services end, having financial advisors one-on-one with people's money? How has technology changed it from our parents, our grandparents' day? Well, on a positive, it means that people, both the advisor is more connected to the client via email, text messages, and things like that. For instance, on Friday, we had our, our monthly first Friday Zoom meeting with a bunch of our clients that where I'm talking with our clients in a classroom setting on Zoom and, and talking about just a, basically a monthly update about what's going on in the market, what's going on um, in the economy. We're talking about retirement topics in general. We talked a little bit about the election recently in, mm-hmm. our, in our weekly Zoom meeting or in our monthly Zoom meeting, that is. Also, we're Facebook-living it at the same time. Hmm. So we've got the Zoom going on on the computer screen. We've got Facebook Live going on a phone. And and I saw that while we had, uh, you know, maybe 50 people watching on Zoom, we had another 70 or so people watching it later on Facebook. Nice. And that's the kind of connection that 20 or 30 years ago, you wouldn't be able to have that kind of a one-time meeting with a bunch of your clients without them being actually in your, in your presence, mm-hmm. you know? So on the positive, it's a better communication tool than ever before. And people are more connected, I would say, to our office, but they're also more connected to their money. We've had a couple Hmm. of rough days recently in the market. And those rough days in the market, people see that. They see it in their account balances. They know when they're losing money in their 401ks and their retirement accounts and in their investments. And it gives people real particular nerves that you say 10, 15 years ago, Kristen, if you wouldn't know the ups and downs until you saw a monthly statement and Mm -hmm. all those ups and downs kind of balanced out. Today, you ride that roller coaster as kind of this emotional, bipolar, financial highs and lows (laughs) and, and manic and depressing kind of a financial roller coaster ride. And it's not necessarily healthy to be mm. to see it and be that connected. So there are pros and cons all the way around. One thing technology has definitely done is make us, and I don't know if this is good or bad either, more aware of what's happening when it comes to the government and policies and taxes. Sometimes what we're seeing on Facebook, on the news, or hearing about, it's false. It's 
slanted in opinions. Wait, 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 wait. Are what? you saying there's fake news? No. Are you saying there I would is never fake say news? That. I would never insinuate <laughs> okay. at all that there's media bias. I just bias. wanted to make sure. Just want to make sure <laughs> that there. That you're saying there is such a thing. I thought it was. I thought if it was on the internet, it's it true. was always true. No, actually, the internet's wrong, but Facebook is real. Oh, okay. So, so if you see it there, mind. it's real. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but truthfully, technology has gotten so involved in everything. Not that politics was ever a great thing, but it's completely ruined that. You don't know what to believe. You don't know what's true, but you can keep track of what's going on better if you go to the right sources. For instance, the federal government, we know they've pumped more than $6 trillion into the economy to keep things going through the pandemic. And billionaire money manager David Rubenstein tells CNBC that no matter who gets elected, everybody's hyped up. Is it the left? Is it the right? No matter who it is. That bill is going to be due, and we've got to pay it. Well, at some point after the election, whoever wins, I think reality will set in, and we'll have to deal with the deficit and the debt and probably the need for some taxes somewhere to pay for some of the debt and deficit that we have. Uh, nobody wants to focus on that now, and if I were a candidate, I wouldn't focus on it either. But at some point, we, we can't keep having half of our budget come from borrowing money. I think at some point we'll have to pay some of this down, and at some point we'll probably have to pay for it with greater taxes. So, yes, our vote counts and looking at taxes and who the candidates are certainly matters. But the bottom line, Uncle Sam is going to take a bigger bite in the future some way, somehow. So what do we do when it comes to our portfolio now to prepare for that? Well, recognizing that right now we might be in the lowest tax environment than we'll be for the rest of our lives. Hmm. <laughs> you know, so so if if you thought that was true, if you thought that right now with, with still having the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act be in place with these lower tax rates, some of the lowest tax rates in history, actually, you know, should you be taking advantage of them? Are, are there ways to capitalize on today's tax rates for the future? And when we look at straight up tax deferral through IRAs and 401ks, well, we're postponing taxes to a later time where you might be paying a greater amount of taxes as a as an aggregate percentage. Hmm, right? Okay. All right. But but people would assume, well, I'm going to be making less money when I take that money out. My income will be lower. And so maybe that will offset that. And, and those kind of traditional thinking, that kind of conventional wisdom used to always be just dead true. You could always kind of count on that. Now, today, a lot more people are saying, hey, if these are the lowest tax rates in history, this is the year that I want to change pre-tax to tax-free mm-hmm. by converting money from traditional IRA over to Roth IRA or contributing funds into cash value life insurance that I can borrow against cash tax-free later on. There's There are lots of different strategies out there for taking advantage of tax rates today, but it takes being farsighted and, and looking far ahead and saying, okay, I'm willing to make financial and tax sacrifices now because I have a belief that later on uh, this will benefit me. Hmm. And and so taking that tax hit now to grow tax-free in the future, or even contributing to things as simple as 529 education plans that grow tax-free for your kids or grandkids' college education, anything that's tax-free, I say it's as good a time as any to take advantage of those. When you say tax-free, I've heard people say before that there is a way you can retire legally, paying your fair share to Uncle Sam, at a 0% or near 0% effective tax rate by using certain types of strategies, and it has to be the right situation and everything. But do you ever do that for people? We have dozens and dozens and dozens of our clients who are retired and aren't paying any federal income tax. Seriously? 
Yeah, there's just quite a few of them. And, and one is we have to keep their – there's income and then there's taxable income. Okay. Right? And so depending on how we are structuring their income and where it's coming from, if we're taking some funds from principal in order to keep our taxes low, if we have a, some folks that are using primarily Social Security and then a little bit of retirement accounts but always keeping an eye on if we can keep them below the threshold where they would pay any taxes at all, it's possible. And what happens often is we do biannual planning. Huh. Sometimes what we'll do is we'll do one year where we focus on one year paying no taxes, and then the next year we are paying taxes and paying a little more the next year to be able to skip one year no taxes, and then the next year, or or one year very low in taxes, and then look at a biannual tax plan. And where we're trying to itemize and get as many deductions one year, and then the next year we're not, we're just taking the short form. So it's not just about tax-free, which is possible during retirement, depending on your assets and the sources of your income. It Mm -hmm. is possible. We have helped people do that. But it's also just traditional planning, understanding itemizing and understanding exemptions and deductions and saying, well, this year I want to shoot to get as many deductions as possible, and next year I'm not going to get any. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Every situation's different. You're looking at specifically what's going on with that client. Maybe they're married or single. Maybe they're widowed. Who knows? There's so many different scenarios you need to look at, where their money's allocated and how they're receiving funds in retirement. All of that matters greatly. Also, Social Security is part of that, I know, too. Find out more about taxes and retirement anytime by visiting us online at ashtonwealth.com. Before we wrap up today, Abe... Yes, ma'am. Interesting question to pose. Yes. What would you and our listeners be willing to sacrifice in exchange for retiring 10 years sooner than planned? Well, according to a new finance buzz survey. One of my kids. I'd sacrifice no one, one of the said six. that. Okay, sorry. Keep going with your thing. I was, I thought that was a real question. Two of my kids. Go ahead. Oh no, it was just hypothetical. I was going to give you some things that real people said, not psychopaths oh, like sorry. you. Yeah. Oh, I, I apologize. Go, go ahead. <laughs> a third of Americans would give up shopping for two years. A fourth would agree to quarantine for an additional six months to retire ten years sooner than planned. I could do that with three hands tied behind my back, and I only have two. But eight <laughs> percent would even give up. Their family pet. No way, Jose. There goes Rover. I'm sorry. There's a bit of contention in your house when it comes to pets. Yes. So you would give up every pet, would you not? All three cats and the dog. (laughs) All three cats and the dog. To retire 10 years earlier, 10 days earlier, you can have a cat. (laughs) Oh, your kids may disown you. Your wife may disown you. But you'd get rid of the cat and you'll be retired. So there you go. retired earlier. Find out more at AshtonWealth.com. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors. Eric Nimmer is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Ashton & Associates, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this radio station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested.